I want to start this episode out with a PSA for everyone out there. Visors are not in style, but that's not even what I'm going to rant about. They provide less protection than any hat. Right, just burning the top of your dome. Cody has a lot of surface to be burned up there. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of coverage from the hair. He, of all people, does not need to be wearing a visor. And he loves to flick his hair back in it, and I hate it. He's really been running away from the balding for years. But it's bad, bad. Now, if you see the side view, it's like to where his ear starts. You know you know what got him? There was a sit down. It was him and I believe two of his brothers or one of his brothers. I can't really recall. But they were sitting down catching up. And he mentions like, man, like, you know, how'd you go ball? Look at all the hair I have. And I feel like that Cody must keep that persona up. He has to be the brother that still has hair. Like he cannot accept balding. Yeah. He, he has not accepted it at all. You think he's going to get hair plugs, and he I think he's too cheap for that. Okay, I'm an asshole. I feel like to Cody, the baldness is sort of like a sign of weakness, and he cannot let that happen. Like He will get some hair implants before he goes bald. You know what would be so fucked up? If he really did go ahead with getting hair plugs, and he didn't even help pay for Isabel's surgery. Life-altering oh. spine surgery. Yeah. I just, I can't see him embrace the baldness. No. that Those curly locks, that is that is Cody Brown. Like, it cannot go away. It is his identity. You could mm-hmm. spot those curls anywhere. Oh, for sure. Any event, there is no man his age with those curls. <laughs> Someone said on a cameo that he went through his whole hair routine. I need to find it. Oh, you've got to find it. What gels? Or is that more of a mousse curl? I need to know. Like, does he do shampoo conditioner? Is he like the... Oh, is he one the, of those people that do shampoo or, excuse me, conditioner head, only or is whatever? Is he the head and shoulders two-in-one type no of person? No way. No way. He's using <laughs> quality products here. He's using like regrowth formula. And if he didn't mention that on that cameo, yeah. he's fucking lying out of his ass. <laughs> what was it? Blue? What's the... You can't have the black without the blue or something like that is the slogan? <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's dandruff shampoo. Ah, shit. Whatever the regrowth shit is. Rogaine. Rogaine. There we go. If that shit wasn't on his fucking routine, bullshit. Today we're talking about Sister Wives Season 17, Episode 4. In true fashion, I did not write down the title. I'm sorry. It will be in the file. So we start out right on Coyote Pass again. We're working with the logs, the same logs we've been working on for three years. It's amazing what little progress we have truly made with these logs. You know what's interesting? In this shot in the background, there's actually a log cabin that is built. Yes. And I know I've heard on other podcasts people say that Coyote Pass is actually a large area where other people do live. It is not only the Browns. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if it's something like that or if it's... Like a shed they built. I honestly think they keep using this location because there's nothing else to film here. There is nothing else on this property. They put in a fucking water tank and they have a bunch of logs on the ground that Cody's prepping or whatever. But there's nothing else on this property. Do you think there's even water in the water tanks? I assume not because no one's out there. And that would just be a waste. No, he even mentioned like they don't have water. They don't have electricity. There's nothing out there. They don't have a fucking outhouse, a.k.a. you haven't dug a fucking hole that someone could shit in. <laughs> I cannot believe they don't have at least an outhouse. Why are they doing literally nothing? Why wouldn't you have camping available out there? You could do 
family camping weekends. I don't know. There's just so much you could be doing. Get dirt bikes. In this episode, they mentioned multiple times that it's been three years. That's three years of them doing basically nothing. Yeah. And they start out the episode with saying, Christine leaving is putting a big wrench in the building plans. No, no, it isn't. Don't fucking put it on her. You haven't done shit. And Janelle is the only person that's even trying to do anything. And in my opinion, is making a very big sacrifice to get the ball rolling here. Here's my thought on Janelle. I think she has an ulterior motive to this. I mean, she likes camping. No, I think she's trying to force in some weird way Cody's hand to admit that they have nothing fucking going on with this property. Like, there's nothing in motion. There's no plan. They're not even close. The fact that she's trying to be positive that maybe we'll build in six, eight months, whatever it was, like, that's just not going to happen. Okay, I can see this. So this is like her Hail Mary to Cody being like, I am handing you this on a platter. If you do nothing with it, that's your fault. Exactly. Okay, I can see it. So we find out that Janelle's landlord is selling the house that she is renting. She doesn't want to buy the home because she wants to use that money to start building on Coyote Pass. She's decided that she's going to live in a trailer and her goal is to have something built within six months. In all honesty, I also just don't think she likes the home. I mean, they were kind of, they only had so many options to pick from when they were moving to get rentals, period. Like, I don't think this was her first choice, even though she, I believe she was one of the first ones to lock something down. I just don't think this was even a good option. Janelle called the RV dealer. There is only one RV that she wants available in the U.S. And she bought it. This sounds like those sales tactics that a salesman would use. Oh, you better hurry because there's only one left in the whole country. That would suck so much. But except if there's you, 10 down the it, street. If you localize them like, oh, this is the last one on the lot. They've been selling like hotcakes. Like, I got to get it. Yeah, fifth wheel. That's a big... I mean, those are expensive. They're super expensive. That and you have to buy a truck that can actually move it. And that's where we run into the problem. At least the first one is Cody's truck cannot pull it. And Janelle says she wants to buy a new truck next week that is capable of pulling this, which we found out there's only, I mean, there's bigger commercial trucks that could obviously pull it. But as far as what you kind of imagine, as far as a truck, there's only a couple. Like It's the Ford 250. There's probably less than... 10 like every truck has varying models but from the actual base truck there's probably less than 10 models of truck that can pull this weight and they're spendy yeah these are going let's just pretend you got the most stock option which you probably can't get to pull something like this that's anywhere from 40k to 75 for the truck that's not even the fifth wheel I feel like you could rent one of those trucks or hire someone to literally bring it to you. Also, Cody's saying that the fifth wheel is small. Any fucking fifth wheel that has two bedrooms is automatically to me like big as fuck. It feels big. There's two bedrooms? It has a really nice size kitchen. Yeah, it, it looks big to me. I mean, I guess you can say it's small when you're living in like Robin's McMansion. Ooh, good point. Good point. When Janelle says that she wants to be bold and take a risk to really get the property going, Cody's response was, "Mm, yeah, in true Cody fashion. I wish he threw in a shoulder shrug in there because that's how you know he's really serious. There's so many unanswered questions just about 
the lots, where the lots are, like how the lots are placed, how we're dividing them. Like there's so much they haven't figured out that it just seemed, I mean, even Peyton was like sort of laughing at like, there's no way they're fucking building anything on this. So far away from being a reality. I mean, multiple years away. Poor Savannah is even willing to do this just as long as she sees progress. She needs to know this is temporary. I have a feeling Savannah's going to be a homebody for a while. Like, I can see her be the kiddo that sort of 25, 28 might still be with mom. She's a sweetheart. She is. She's one of my favorites, I have to say. The the evil side of me is like, fuck Cody, move away from him as soon as humanly possible. But I honestly think she's just so close to her mom. And they kind of allude to like, she she's not that social. She's a quiet gal. She's a quiet gal. She did say last season that her mom was her lifeline. Yeah, I just have a feeling she's going to be with her mom for a long time. Janelle asks Cody, so you're going to stay with me at the trailer, right? He kind of laughs and says, oh yeah, sounds like a luxury vacation. And we know from social media he has spent at least one evening there. I assume he did not spend the night there. But he did spend one evening sitting in a chair outside this trailer. So... We're in the future now. We already know that Janelle basically gave up on this idea, right? So the fact that Cody's kind of calling it a dumb idea, we're kind of like, okay, yeah, maybe because it didn't actually work out. It's only dumb because Cody probably did nothing to facilitate any of the building, any of the contract work, any of the bank stuff. It's only dumb because she probably had absolutely no help in this. Do you recall if anyone confirmed how long Janelle was there? Oh, that's a good question. I bet I can figure it out from social media because she would post. She loved living out there. She posted multiple photos of the trailer being out there. I mean, are we thinking it was less than six months? I think more. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And not even a casita, which we'll get to. Oh, something else I wanted to bring up. So on another podcast, they talked about, again, how Coyote Pass is not only the Browns, but also that Robin's house is just up the street from it. Can you imagine living in a trailer while your husband and sister wife lives in a McMansion up the street? Actually, that that brings up a good point. Something that I don't like when Janelle's bringing this up to the family. So Mary is basically, well, a couple of them are basically sort of talking shit about this whole idea and like how it's it's just stupid and they would never do it. Mary just lost her mom. Her mom's sort of dream was to grow old with her sister wives and you know that was just that was just her dream. And she didn't get to do that so it was kind of it's kind of sad for her and it almost feels like Mary's so committed to this family that in some way that is sort of her dream as well. But I feel like in some way she's talking out of her ass because how can you say that but here you are your sister wife your guys are growing older She's having to live in a trailer and you have this fat house and not even an inkling of maybe I should invite her to stay with me. Why do you have this big fucking house if you can't even have your sister wife over? My first reaction, if my friend was in need, I'd be like, that's ridiculous. Like, come stay with me. I don't get how these people can still try to promote polygamy and they can't even help each other out with basic needs such as shelter and housing. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I, It's a scam. It's just, it's such bullshit. And the fact that Mary is trying to act like she's in this, she's truly just in this because she feels guilt. 
there's multiple stages of sacrifice here. Robin, have a couple of your kids bunk together. Mary, offer one of the rooms filled with random shit in your house for Janelle and Savannah. Unacceptable. We need every room filled with LuLaRoe. How dare you? So we kind of cut up this talk a little bit, going back to Christine, Cody, Isabel, school, everything going on with that. Cody says that Christine is always complaining that I'm not around. Well, Isabel can go to school then. She wants to see her friends more anyway. He follows that up with, I didn't create this problem. Don't be mad at me because I have standards. And honestly, Christine could tell him the same thing. Don't be mad about this marriage ending. I have standards. I mean, that could be standards to have somewhat of a social life, to see family. I mean, there's some things that people will say, like, it's unacceptable. Like, I need to see my family. I need to keep these relationships going. I just feel like a dad should have the standard to want to keep in touch with their kid who lives 20 minutes away and you haven't seen. I mean, in the previous episode, Janelle alluded to, I mean, you can still do X and Y to, like, see your kiddos, whether it's hanging out outside, like, you can do something. But it's so cold. They're basically calling out obvious things that can be done that you're not doing as a father. And per usual, he does not take any of that in. Cody is then upset that when he goes and visits Truly and Isabel, that eventually they have to go to bed while he's still there. Yeah. Kids that are school aged <laughs> that have to go to school the next day. What parent would be upset that their kid is trying to get a good night rest? No, you should stay up and entertain me. That's weird. Cody continues with, Isabel will be fine. I'll be there when she needs me. She can call me any time. That's a fucking lie. What happened with the surgery? Or when Isabel came home from surgery and Christine needed help taking care of her around the clock. What about when she was crying for you in the hospital when she woke up? Was never there for her. And also, why can't Cody call her? It's interesting that Cody says that Isabel will be just fine, where... It almost seems like most of the relationships with his older children are not going so well. They're not fine. Like, it doesn't seem like they communicate very often. I really don't think he reaches out to any of his children and then holds it against the children when they don't reach out to him, even though he's the adult. I mean, even last episode when Cody was talking with Janelle and he was asking about Axel and the babies, how are they doing? And I'm like, (laughs) why don't you just call them why don't you call your daughter why don't you talk to your grandkids it's kind of weird how the show was kind of split up because after that conversation we're going right back to the trailer conversation we all hike through janelle's backyard and sit in a circle six feet apart per usual cody was drinking his plexus don't worry so janelle reveals that she has bought a fifth wheel and everyone agrees this sounds horrible they would never want to live this life good for her though not for me I feel like this is a sign of how the Browns are a little more bougie now from humble beginnings. They lived real tightly in a trailer with a baby, I believe, with little Logan, if I remember. Even then, the Utah house wasn't that big for three families. I mean, now they are all stacked. (laughs) Big homes, except for Janelle, it's pretty modest. Big homes. Honestly, I don't understand their concept of... I'm going back to this, but... What size of homes do you need when there are no kids around? Well, remember, Cody previously said the home has to be huge because he hopes that his children will return, but never talk to them. Everyone's leaving. Like, they don't want to come back here. Especially to someone that doesn't talk to them. 
most most of these kids did not grow up in Coyote Pass. No. <laughs> and then we'll get to that later on, too, when he says, this is home. To who? Why? What makes it a home? No. So I thought Mary had some balls saying that she would never buy anything sight unseen. Ma'am, you planned your whole ass life with someone sight unseen, and your whole job is to sell items sight unseen. Stop. Where is this high horse coming from? See, I was really down for Mary the last few episodes, like just begging her basically to move on, get your life, you deserve happiness. And she is being such a butt, I thought, this episode. Yeah, it was funny how fast she had to walk that back. She's like, wait, mm, I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) At least she said that. It made it a little bit better. Cody wants a casita built by Winter for Janelle. But what is a casita? Is that like a studio, a one bedroom that you then, you know, next spring you start building again and then it turns into a home? You know what Janelle needs? Janelle needs a shipping container home. Oh, it'd be so dope. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, just bring that over. It, it would most likely, even with contractors less than 100K, uh, winterized. Yeah. Give her a little fireplace, a little bathroom, two bedrooms, turn Savannah, boom. You could continually stack to it if you want. You can stack to it, make it bigger. They need to get on that. Somebody in that area that does shipping container homes need to get in contact with the Browns because you can build out all the Coyote Pass for them. Low-key, me and Leon really want a shipping container home someday on our own Northwest Coyote Pass. Hell yeah. (laughs) With a lot more greenery. With structures. Yes. A bathroom, please. Mary then says, I'm not sure why she's trying to pump us up about the excitement. It's not like we're living there with her. Thanks, Mary. Sometimes people like to be happy for others and enjoy their excitement or at least congratulate them. Again, the vibes for Mary this episode, really not the greatest for me. The talking heads of Mary were almost all pretty negative. Not great. In Cody's interview, he says that this is a dumb idea and laughs. He's doing nothing. Janelle is trying something, at least. So to call it a dumb idea, I can't see him putting anything into this, which is essentially what we know now. You moving us all down here in different properties... Dividing the family, doing absolutely nothing for your dream location is a dumb fucking idea. Then Cody asks everyone to get creative and come up with ideas of how to pay off the land faster. (laughs) And I like the shot of Robin looking down at the ground and then immediately away up at the sky. She's like, don't fucking look at me. I don't don't don't, do that. I don't have ideas. I don't make money. I take money. And okay, in some ways, I feel like he was staring right at Mary, be like, I know you're the queen of LuLaRoe. Give us that money. <laughs> Push harder. What does God tell you, Mary? <laughs> More leggings. Everyone is meeting at Christine's house finally for the conversation that has been teased since the beginning. She quickly says, I've decided to leave Cody. I'm just going to leave. And let's be honest, Mary is the only one surprised by this. Christine has a way with facial expressions and just like these these quirky expressions like to leave. Just just leave. And I'm like, why are you so over the top with it? Just say, yeah, I'm fucking leaving. This dude's a piece of shit. I'm like, that's it. In her whisper voice. Yeah. <laughs> I really did not like Mary's tone and her counters to christine no i feel like one mary you have no room to fucking talk you were basically on your way to cheating with cody if it was a real man it would have basically (laughs) have happened 
She just has lots of opinions that maybe she should keep to herself, I felt like. It was a lot of, I know how it's going to be. Yeah. I'm like, how do you fucking know how it's going to be? She is divorced from Cody. True. Okay, I'm walking it back. True. And she's an outliner in the family. She's not a part of the family. So she knows, I think, how it's going to be. But she's so negative. But but in a way, it's, it's so different. One is being punished and one is choosing to essentially escape. Totally different. Totally different circumstances. We cut two interviews with each wife. Mary says that she's just trying to process. Janelle says that she knew this was coming. And then we cut back to Christine, who lets everyone know that she's going to go to Utah. I don't like that Cody, every time he mentions it, he has to say, run away. Like, why are you wording things like this? I have a theory on that. I I fucking hate living here. I'm going back to my fucking home. But I think he uses that term all the time because he is running away. He always says, oh, why do you have to move? Why do you feel like you need to move? Why did Cody always feel the need to move and move all of his family all around? Sure, I understand the first one of Utah, but why did we leave Vegas? Why did we go to Flagstaff? Why are we... I'm sure this is not it. They're going to move again as a family or at least the wives, I should say. Was the Vegas thing because of the mortgages? I feel like they had like balloon mortgages where after so many years, like the rates are going to be crazy. Oh, maybe. Basically, they were just locked in for... I need to do my research on this, but I'm pretty sure it was like the rates were locked in for so many years. But after you basically hit that, like the rates, your monthly payments would be just insane. So you essentially had to sell the home. But why Flagstaff? Cheaper than Vegas cost of (laughs) living? I guess. I don't know, because they have like, from what we know, they have like no friends and family there. No. So I have no idea. Cody says, wait. You felt the need to have this conversation with your sister wives because Janelle needed to move? Look, I agree it's not great timing. She should have immediately told everyone when she told Cody. But Cody's just so intense about this now. For a short time, I wanted to feel a little bit bad. Like, yeah, you should have told them sooner. But I have a feeling Janelle knew Christina's going to leave for a while. So her plans to get the fifth wheel, all this stuff rolling, I think Christine leaving was not going to stop her. No, I agree. Some questions start flowing. I will say some were better than others, such as what will happen with the kids, what will happen with the relationships between the kids. Okay, this was Janelle talking to Christine of like, what about the kids? And in my mind, I always default to, why are you saying it plural? Like there's only one child with Christine and that's going to be truly... But I think everyone knows that with Christine leaving, the older kids who may have already left or are on the outs with their dad have really no reason to hang out now. But we can say that with most brown kids, they've all moved on. With the exception of Janelle's boys. Yeah. Like, everyone else has moved away. No, because Gwen is in college. Dayton is in college. Okay, Gwen doesn't count because she fucking hates her dad. Like, she's... (laughs) She's in. She's there, but she's in another world. Oh, man. Her Instagram story last week was spicy. She said she finally saw some of the clips. She might have to make a YouTube channel just to react to the show. And I'm telling you, girl, you need to start a Patreon, a Supercast, something, and have this be top content. People pay monthly because I would pay whatever. $10 tier. $10 tier. I'll pay more than that. Monthly? Insider, $10 tier. A kid reacting to this? Hell yeah. I need a messenger and be like, I'll pay whatever. I don't think she will. I don't think so either. I think either. it would be incredible because she's an adult. She's not, I believe she's not contracted with the show. Mm-hmm. Like 
give us a dirt. You don't even have to speak on the future. You could just speak on current events we're seeing on the show. Well, she said she would watch the show and react. Girl, top tier. Like, yeah. Put that out. Make Whatever yourself, you want to charge. Make yourself some money. Fuck your dad. He don't get shit. Keep it going. Mary says, if women are not married to the same man, they are not sister wives. Okay, but can you be friends? Can you be cordial? Can you have any sort of relationship out of sharing the same husband? Or is that the only link to a close friendship? I thought that was a weird statement. Like, we can still be friends. You can still see my kiddos. I I swear, that's Mary's fear. Like, if I leave this man, like, I'm done. I'm no longer with this family. I can't be a part of this family. But that should not be your mindset. You should be able to still have a relationship with these people. And it shouldn't be her mindset, especially how it is right now. She's not a part of the family. No. Cody is does not think of you in his decisions in life. No. He'll think of Robin and, and a, little, a little bit of maybe Janelle. And now that Christine's gone, you know, that's out. And then Mary, you don't even you don't even register. Janelle is sweet and says that she has been the fabric of everything. That Christine is in the front and center of all of her memories. That's sad. I feel like Janelle and Christine will have to mourn this more than Christine and Cody. I don't follow them on social or anything like that, but I hope Christine and Janelle still hang out. Oh yeah, they just went to like Hawaii. Living their best life. They're always hanging out with each other and each other's kids. It's so cute. They have this really cool relationship being kind of like Janelle was the breadwinner and Christine took care of all the kiddos and just how their lives were intertwined. I think it's super unique and it made them obviously very close. There's an interesting scene there, something that's like a movie where this family's whole goal was to show you the message of the positives of plural family when the patriarch of it all sort of goes into hiding in a cave with his his queen, his queen, his favorite wife, isolates himself. Whereas the rest of the family in some way, I'm thinking of Christine and Janelle, they're sort of bonding, creating this great relationship, going out on adventures. It's yeah. it's really interesting to see at least what it looks like from a viewer just sitting on the couch, <laughs> how this is portrayed. Robin says that she's been through a divorce. This isn't just three kids and a husband and a wife. We're talking about 18 kids, spouses, grandbabies, and five of us that are all connected. Do you even understand what that means? She continues, I know what that means. I know it from a smaller level with a monogamous couple and three kids and it's hell. So basically, yeah, I've been through a divorce, but only three kids. So it's not that bad. You're way worse for what you're doing. That's how I took that as someone who does not really like Cody and Robin. (laughs) Yeah, I, I didn't like that other wives are questioning Christine's decision to leave. This is everyone's individual sort of path i mean even though they're all one family but if something is going so bad that sort of you just it's not working you've had help you see no way out but to leave like that is their path to walk you can't just judge them on that it didn't work out on all honesty what christine said before about mary i don't want what she has i don't wish anything i don't wish anyone to have what she has like i feel sad for her yeah but in Mary's case, she's like, well, fuck her. Like, she's fucking leaving. You know, it, it was. Yeah. I didn't like that energy. Mary says, I'm not happy right now. It makes me angry when we all married Cody. Each one of us made a commitment to each other that we would love each other and respect each other and that we would stick through it and work these things out. Because come on, let's all get our heads out of our butts. 
Which, okay, but where was that attitude when you were bullying the other wives in the beginning of the marriages? Mm. Where was that energy when you were planning your exit from the family, secretly, not open, could not talk about your problems? Mm. You were just going to leave. Don't give me that energy now after that has passed and where you're at now. Because you had your own struggles and you were ready to leave. I feel like there's also a point missing in Mary's spiel. Cody also made promises to you. Thank you. This is a two-way street. Yes. And does he hold no responsibility? Why are these wives turning on each other? Turn on Cody. He's doing nothing for you guys. Everything he states about Christine moving on is just, is she running away? I don't know. She wants to date another guy. Like, it's all these fucking negatives. Like, no. He actually mentions it. No. She just wants to get away from you. Yeah. And who wouldn't? (laughs) Christine said that she's taking truly from Cody, but that was probably not the best choice of words to use there. It could have been done in a much different way. Just we are moving. We'll work out custody. I don't know. Just see where the conversation went. I thought that added fuel to the flames. I feel like Cody had no chance of winning this conversation. No, but in the end, he thinks he did. And it was so dumb. But first, Cody wants 50-50 custody. He doesn't know what that's going to look like because they haven't talked about it yet. This man will blame everything on the women, but he will never start a conversation. All these key things that need to happen. Oh, it's up to the women. This girl needs a COVID test. Christine, get on it. It's nothing to do with me. In this episode, he speaks a lot of uncertainties. For example, even when he was talking about the lots in Coyote Pass, he's like, you know, I think we have to do this and then we can redo the lots. And I'm like, why do you do that? Just... Go do some fucking research. Go, like, talk with your family. Like, figure this shit out. He always talks about being head of the household, the man of the house, but he doesn't do anything. Like, what does Cody do? I mean, even in a prior episode, he said, she can't just, like, leave, can she? I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're not technically married. I mean, they could, you could do a custody battle. Cody says that he never told Christine that she could move. And I wish we could just play the tape back. We have a lot of tape saying essentially that he's coming to terms with it. Why didn't we play that? I want people to be petty in these edits. Give me flashbacks. Did you catch the part where Cody says, you didn't ask me if you could move. You didn't ask me if you could leave me. I'm like, do people just ask before they decide to break up? Like, usually not. Is it okay if I break up with you? (laughs) Can I do that? No. (laughs) You just do it. It's like, I need to break up. Like, we're breaking up. It's over. Done. Christine said he could have 50-50 the whole fucking time we lived here. If he wanted 50-50, he should have been around more. Completely agree. You're telling me this man will fight for 50-50 when he couldn't even see his kid when you guys were married and living in the same town? You don't get to fight for that now. In all honesty, I think in some way, let's say they were duking it out for 50-50, I don't think Christine would want truly in that household 50% of the time. No. Like, I don't think she would be comfortable with that. Well, I don't think truly would be treated great either because, okay, so that would be in Robin's house, correct? Correct. And I just don't think it would mesh well. My alternate thought of how they could work that out, if it really was 50-50, but honestly, I don't think it is. I don't think it's anything close to 50-50. But I feel like Christine would do something like, Okay, if you win the battle, it's 50-50. She has to be at Janelle's house uh, when she's down there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, why are we saying it has to be Robin's house? Oh, but that'd be tricky, though, because 
Cody is married to Robin, so it would like for legalities. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, that would ah, be the legal wife wins again. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Robin continues to ask a lot of unnecessary and unimportant questions, such as, "So you don't want to move out to the property? But do you believe in plural marriage? And would you stick around if your relationship with Cody was good?" Why are, none of this matters? Are you not following this conversation? <laughs> like, what is what don't you get? We're breaking up and I'm moving to Utah. No, I don't want to live on this fucking <laughs> property. I didn't want to fucking move to Flagstaff. But Leon, she can bring her boyfriend. <laughs> this is so fucking dumb. I cannot. Robin, just fucking throw Robin aside. This sh- Her whole spiel was so dumb. It was not needed. Like, it contributed nothing. And it wasn't even questions that mattered. Are you sure? Then we get this weird speech from Cody where his voice gets low and raspy, where he thinks he's the godfather. And he says, I'm going to be the head of my household again. If everybody's willing to conform to the patriarchy, because I've been fighting to make everyone happy. My bitterness is out of trying to do that and not having the family I designed. Was that your raspy voice? That's all I have in me. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's all I got. It was good. It was good. I should have had you read it. He was... He was doing those like freaky, like, let me look around the room as I talk, make no eye contact with anybody. (laughs) Oh, it was very reminiscent of that Thanksgiving conversation. There was, I can't recall the statement he made, but I wish Christine just, as soon as he was done talking, was like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yes. I wrote that in my notes. I said, I wish Christine would have went in for a high five and said, same (laughs) Z's. Oh my God. Then Janelle, the queen, she's like, um... I didn't sign up for a patriarchy. What? Yep, that's not what we agreed on in the very beginning. Cody aggressively says that Janelle did sign up for patriarchy, that she made the agreement with him. I tend to believe Janelle in this, personally. This was Cody's Handmaid's Tale speech. Oh, that's so He's dark. Like, it really I'm is. making my favorite show a reality. Cody talks about respect. He doesn't have time for those that won't respect him. And blah, 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 respect me, blah, blah, blah. And Christine's probably like, yeah, same. <laughs> I don't got time for this. And then he finishes this episode with, I guess I'm sorry we failed. Okay, I'm going to Utah. Honestly, I just really want to see what Janelle's doing right now. Like, are you really still with him? I can't tell. She has lost a buttload of weight. She's on vacations. She is seeing her grandbabies. She's hanging out with Christine's kids. Like, she's living a great life. And I hope that does not involve Cody. Pretty good episode. Great episode. I liked it. Pretty good episode. On the next time on, Cody and Janelle go to see the RV, and they're actually in the same car. So that was nice to see. You know what it was? You know what it was? What? Oh, Janelle, you just bought that big truck. Let me me drive (laughs) you to pick up that trailer. You're probably right, as, you know, head of the household would do. Cody uh, then asks Mary, why don't you just go live at the Airbnb? Like, what? Mary, Mary, what you, more you, do you need, Mary? Just need just go go find somebody. Just send just, it. Just, just send it. On. Go be the fucking next CEO of LuLaRoe and just <laughs> fucking do your thing in Utah. Mary says in her interview, I was here at the beginning. I helped start this family. It was me and him. He loved me. That is so fucking sad. It is sad. Maybe she's realizing how far they've come, you know, and how bad it is. I hope this is a wake up for her. Then we see Cody introducing Saul and Ari to their siblings at the family gathering. This shit was so awkward. (laughs) 
it, he's like, this is Gabe. This is Garrison. This is Savannah. Yeah, you got it. Yes, It's in Georgia. Savannah. This is your sister Savannah. Yes. Okay, Ariella. This little girl don't fucking know anyone. Absolutely not. No. She knows truly maybe, and that's it. There's like, no hey, way she knows do anyone you know else. that girl's name? No. I hope someone asks her. I need but to see it. Honestly, even Solomon. Like, I wonder how many, and again, we could be totally talking out of our ass and be totally wrong. That's totally fine. But I just feel like for the, the age of these kids and how much they don't hang out with their other siblings, I mean, at this age, like, it's it's forgotten. Like, yeah, they're not around you. At all. Yeah, nothing. And, okay, it was so annoying to see this outside gathering, which is pretty safe. But why do that now when your family is completely crumbling? You could have been doing this every weekend. Is at least at least after the first, like, six months, year time frame. Like, we're really far into it right now. Why are you not doing outside gatherings? Is this almost like getting back at Christine? Like, you're about to leave. Oh, let's do all these family gatherings now. I'm like, see, Christine, you're not going to be able to be a part of this anymore. I saw this was at Christine's house, so I'm wondering if it's actually the other way around. Oh. This is Christine's last gathering. Oh, hey, Clover, if you want, it's going to be I outside. See. Whatever you're comfortable with, we're having a gathering. The Queen Robin will happily, you know, give you Wait, the Wait, was she there? Um, Good question. I did not saw... see her. We saw Cody with the younger kids. I didn't see Robin. No, we saw Robin's oldest daughter. Yeah. I'll be curious. I'm I'll sure, be watching. I'm, I'm sure she's there. All right. Thank you all for listening. We just did a live tweet at Married at First Sight. So check out that episode on Friday. Thank you all. Thank you.